0: Good. Lord Jesus, good morning. Thank you for this Thursday morning and, um, and all that you have in store for us. And again, just help us to take a deep breath right now, wherever we're at, and just kind of recalibrate and focus on, on you right now, Lord, and um, what you'll have us learn this morning about you and, um, and how to love you and how to love others better, Lord. I thank you for Jeff and Mel, his kids and grandkids and his parents ask you to bless, continue to bless the Barber family. I thank you for all the blessings that you've given them and that, um, that you keep that family strong and healthy, Lord. We love you. We love Jeff. Amen. Jeff Barber, good morning. Thank you for leading again.
1: Well, good morning, Jerry and uh, tribe. Uh, it's, uh, it's a good morning. Great morning. Um, you know, and I've, I've really enjoyed the, the first three days of, of listening to Justin mm-hmm. and, John and Ryan, and their perspective on conflict resolution, and uh, of course, the truth that comes with it. You know, like Jerry and I were talking, most topics, including this one uh, that we've had on PSP, we could discuss from so many different angles. And, and I'm honored to, to, this morning to share just a little of my perspective and, life, and some life experience with conflict re- resolution. Um, let me start. By reading this scripture, it's, it says "us repay no one evil for evil, mm. but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all, mm-hmm. if possible, so far as it depends on you,
0: mm.
1: live peaceably with all. Mm. And those are pretty awesome words straight out of Romans 12. Uh, can you just imagine the world in which we live would, uh, if we live that way? Uh, according to those words, how much more wonderful life could be. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, we have conflict. Yeah. Uh, and conflict is a predictable you know, part of virtually all relationships, and, and it's generally it's in, accompanied by a good amount of stress. Yeah. Um, as obvious as it can be to even an outsider that resolution is imperative, many people suppress their anger, and or just go along to get along. Mm -hmm. Some think that by addressing a conflict, they're actually creating one. So they simply keep quiet and continue to be upset. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been proven over and over that that just isn't a healthy long-term strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, Conflict resolution is a way for two or more parties to find a peaceful solution to a disagreement among them. And the disagreement may be, it could be a personal disagreement, financial, of course, in this day and time, political no and professional uh, or emotional. And then actually it could be a combination of all those when it gets down to it. Uh, but when a, a dispute arises, most often the best course of action is a respectful negotiation to resolve the disagreement with the goal, not really to decide which person is right and wrong, which a lot of times those types of conversations come into play, but the goal is to reach a solution that everyone can live with. Um, un- unresolved conflict you know, can lead to resentment and, and then additional uh, unresolved conflict in a relationship. And even more important, um, ongoing conflict can actually have a negative impact on one's health and longevity. So with that said, uh, you know, resolving conflict, obviously, it can be very tricky. I mean, if it's in, handled improperly, attempts uh, at conflict resolution can actually make the situation worse. Uh, my wife and I have been blessed to have facilitated some marriage workshops. And uh, just in, in preparing for those, we've learned that the researchers who have worked with married couples for instance, watch how they argue, how they fight, and they can actually predict which couples will go on to a divorce by observing their conflict resolution skills or lack thereof. You know, couples who are constantly criticizing their partner's character or, or shutting down during arguments, rather than working through them in a proactive, respectful way, are, are just—they're walking on a slippery slope. Um, you know, and as we shared earlier, Jerry, um, so much more can be said about conflict resolution than what five 15-minute devotions will, will give us this week. But, but all that is shared this week about the, the necessity and the positives of conflict resolution will help and encourage all of us really to understand better the need for good respectful conversation to restore peace in our marriages in our home life our social life as well as our professional life in the workplace in dealing with conflict we have to start by acknowledging that there is a problem that there is conflict and that we don't want to be in it any longer and sadly that doesn't happen as often as it should or as quickly as it should you know at times i've been guilty of running from conflict as opposed to resolving conflict because I've either I was either afraid of what might come out or that it might ruin a relationship
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know the old saying it's it's just not worth chancing the loss of a friend or a client Mm -hmm. when reality that isn't a healthy approach to life and life's challenges Mm -hmm. you know in recent years I have made the attempt to go down the path of resolving conflict or in my own life, or even helping someone else work through conflict and really and have been told to let it go, Jeff, it's just too much work. And that's, that's a sad reality, but that's consistent. And, uh, you know, if you've been a part of transformational leadership, you, you, you know that there's several power statements that, that bring truth to the forefront real quick um, in the, that presentation. And one of those statements is this, change seldom occurs until the pain of staying the same exceeds the pain of change. Mm -hmm. You know, until the pain of the situation gets worse than the remedy, we generally continue down the wrong path. Mm -hmm. And sadly, there are more people trending that way today, I believe than those who want to experience freedom from the baggage of broken relationships, both professional and personal. Again, I've lived this out various times in my life where I either denied there was an issue or ran as fast as I could from being a part of resolving an issue. Yeah. Um, so in full transparency today, I, I, I've seen at times uh, uh, been a participant in conflict in the, in the workplace, sadly, Jerry, in friendships, mm-hmm. in the church, and the toughest of all me is in my family life Mm -hmm. it was never really denying the need for a resolution but rather running from the pain of confronting it with the other person or people you know one particular case that occurred in my life was about nine ten years ago when my immediate family basically confronted me they challenged me on who i was becoming My adult children were concerned about how I was acting around them and their children, my grandkids, Mm -hmm. I wasn't mistreating them intentionally. I wasn't abusing them. I was just aloof
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: detached when I was, when we were together as a family, the perception was I was blowing them off. Never seemed happy or sincerely engaged when they were around. So one day, When I least expected it, they called me out. They basically did an intervention in my life. Mm. Why? Because how I was acting was Mm. affecting their lives. And they knew we had a lot more life to live together Mm. for good reason. They were not going to allow me to condemn to, to continued down a path that was unhealthy for me mm-hmm. and our family. It's really interesting because as, as our children were growing up, my wife and I expected them to face conflict straight on. Yeah. We rarely went to battle for them but rather we taught them to resolve the most confounding situations by talking to whomever it was that they seemed to be at odds with. From coaches to teachers to friends, we encouraged them not to let things fester, but to work to resolve things by talking about them in the most redeeming possible way. We shared with them how not how to not only state their concerns, but also how to listen to the other, others concerns. And they all mean stay in the room until things were worked out. Mm -hmm. You know, I never expected that years later they would be coming to me with a deep concern about me and my attitude. After all, Jerry, you know, I was as close to the perfect father as anyone. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Jeff. Uh, you know without going into details suffice it to say that that day i was flabbergasted i was embarrassed i was hurt not by how they approached me because they did it out of love for me and they did it in a loving way but more because well simply put because there was actually a need for an intervention to take place Mm -hmm. and so after an attempt on my part to exit the inquisition quickly and really an internal reality check. I came to a quick understanding that what they were saying was accurate and that they were there loving me through the situation, tough love that it was because they knew I had more to give to them and to my grandkids. Again, simply put, they wanted my best. Uh, and, And there's, so much more I could share about that particular conflict. Uh, And I'd love to, but time doesn't allow. So I will close with this story. Uh, When I was nine years old back in Paris, Kentucky, uh, I was an avid skateboarder, roller skater as a kid, just, and especially in the summer. And that particular summer, it's interesting. I developed a boil on one of my knees. And I don't know if you, about you, but just the thought of a boil on, on your body sounds painful. Yes. But believe me, living with a boil on the, on the body is indeed painful, especially on the knee, which requires movement. This boil got so bad that my mom finally took me to the doctor to have it looked at. I mean, this thing was huge, and it was right on my kneecap. You know, so p- putting on long pants... Ben, just bending the knee and taking, just taking a shower brought about intense pain, you know, but being the good doctor he was and the awesome mom that I have, they actually gave me, a nine-year-old, the choice. I could have it lanced right then and there
0: mm.
1: or live with it, hoping it would eventually go away. Well, <laughs> being the <laughs> macho nine-year-old, I chose to leave it. Oh no. I didn't want anybody I didn't want anybody cutting on a part of my body that was already excruciatingly painful. Mm-hmm. So instead of having the doctor do what he knew would bring about healing quickly, I chose to let it go. Wow. Hoping it would eventually just go away. You know, I lived with it and the pain it caused for another week or so and finally one day I attempted to skate again. Yes, with an excruciating, painful boil on my knee, and yep, the inevitable happened. I fell and landed directly on the boil. Oh my god. And that was the most, that was the most physical pain I had ever felt in my life up to that point. And as I attempted to get up and, and retire my skates until another day, I looked down at my knee and I saw the most disgusting, yucky mess.
0: Oh my God! The
1: boil, the boil had exploded wide open.
0: Oh my God! And
1: all the, all the gunk that was causing all the swelling and pain, came gushing out.
0: Ugh.
1: And uh, as, Ugh. but you know what was interesting? As sensitive as it had been, and as painful as the fall was, I actually felt relief and some comfort within minutes of that fall. Mm. You see that that. The gunk that is in the boil on a human body is just like what is in the human mind and heart of a prideful, selfish person.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And once that core of the boil is removed, once the stuff that is causing the infection and pain is gone, the healing process begins. And once that healing process is underway, the pain of the circumstance will soon follow suit. So let me close, let me close with this verse. This verse from Philippians two, three through four says this. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Just like the doctor who who was trained to use a scalpel to cut to the core of a painful boil, to get the gunk out, to start the healing process. Two people on opposite sides of a conflict who choose, who decide to sit down and respectfully share their thoughts, share their heart, and in return, listen respectfully to the other side in an attempt to get the gunk out, and to work through the ugliness of the situation. When that occurs, healing can indeed take place. In the workplace, Mm -hmm. in our churches, in our homes, we must not let things fester. Mm -hmm. We must follow the doctor's orders and sit down, stay in the room, so the healing has an opportunity to occur. When we do this, we so much more have a better chance of living that vibrant, fulfilling life that God desires for each of us.
0: So good. Uh, that's good, Jeffrey. That's good. And I'm sick to my stomach hearing that story. Wow. It's yes. powerful. I was just thinking of the Rocky movie where Rocky's like, cut me, cut me.
1: Yeah, cut me, Nick.
0: <laughs> uh, so good. That is so good, man. So, so good. All right, Jeffrey. Uh, I appreciate you and being sensitive to the time. Pray us into the rest of our Thursday, please.
1: Sure. Father God, we thank you for another day of life, another day of opportunity to experience you, uh, your grace, your mercy. They're new every day, and we thank you for that. Uh, That gives us excitement. That gives us uh, life to live to the fullest, and Lord, I thank you for each on this call and those who listen later. I pray blessings upon their life, and pray pray that you would give each of us courage to be who you want us to be who you know uh, we should be and who you created us to be Uh, uh, help us to to attack this stuff head on and not to let things faster not to to hide behind uh, situations but to uh, talk through them Mm -hmm. and to allow the healing process to begin and to take place father i thank you for this day and the life you give us, I thank you most of all for Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.